Welcome to Country Squire Radio on Bo. And I'm John David. JD. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I, Are you I okay, Bo? Have was, you already gotten into the uh, the spirits for the, the day? The, the holiday spirit, <laughs> man. I got the holiday spirit in me right now because we're doing a Squire Select. And uh, <laughs> uh, let's see, last time I did It's Christmas Time at the Squire. So this time I think I'm going to go with... Um, Oh, the squire outside is smoking. I actually frightful. I <laughs> <laughs> it is frightful. Yeah. Man. Uh yeah, I know you, you are, are crazy busy, dude. We are we are weeks away. Uh mere mere days, one might even say, from uh from Christmas. And man, I know with the holiday hustle and bustle with everybody getting gifts uh and, and getting ready to receive gifts and, and buying gifts for themselves that they're gonna tell everybody was from somebody else, but it was really from themselves <laughs> to themselves. Uh-huh. I, I I I gotta imagine, man, there's a couple of those coming through the door at the squire, right? I think I think so. Yeah, we're seeing a few of those. No, it's been it's been crazy, man. Just full throttle. Lots of long hours and, and all that, but it's been a lot of fun, man. The joyful um you knowness of the season is uh is upon us and um yeah folks are folks are in the spirit so it's been kind of neat uh been selling a whole lot of pipes this year uh even more so than last year which is kind of interesting so yeah moving moving a lot of estate pipes and some premium petersons that, that came in recently some savinelli's and so good stuff and and some cigars too so that's oh, been, man. been, been a lot of fun it. yeah that's awesome man i love to hear it and uh man we've got a. Uh, a great show planned for today. This is uh man, it's been a week. I'm I'm really I'm really looking forward to this episode. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, sometimes we need these squire selects for us, but but uh it's a selfish reason, you know, yeah. of uh <laughs> occasionally doing this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh but man, that is right. Before we can really fully dive in, uh, we got a few little housekeeping items. First off, you know, we mentioned last week, but we had to shut down the best of nomination process. However, it is back up and rolling and will be for a few more days. This is the last week to get yeah. your nominations in for this year's best of 2021. We're talking best of pipe, best of tobacconist, best of accessory, best of pipe community, best of pipe publication, uh, best pipe YouTube channel. And again, when we're looking for nominations, we're specifically looking for folks that did something or created something or was created in this last past year that was 2021. That's what we love to celebrate every single year as we have this kind of best of year in review type of episode and big up some folks in the industry. And this is y'all's opportunity yeah. to contribute to that as well. So if you have not already gotten your nominations in, head over to countrysquireradio.com, click the link, and that'll be up until probably Wednesday, if I had to guess. <laughs> Basically, by the time <laughs> the next episode is up, It'll be gone. So go ahead and get those in. <laughs> All right, man. Any any uh, any thoughts? Anything uh, people need to know about from the squire? Uh, you know, do you man. Still have pipe tobacco there that people can? Yeah, get? <laughs> we, we, there there is some pipe tobacco left. We we do have a little bit left. Something cool. Uh, I thought we would do. You know, last week we had a great tobacco talk where we talked about a couple of kind of difficult to get blends. And um, one thing I thought we would do. Just to make it kind of fun for our club members, which you know we're so thankful for, and obviously wouldn't be here without. We talked last week about St. Ives from uh, Esoterica, and then also House Reserve from Cornell and Deal. This week, I'm going to weigh these two tobaccos out into one ounce bags, and we are going to select eight wow. lucky members of wow. the uh, at random of the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club. Uh, and we're going to send them uh, each one ounce of all these uh, of these great tobaccos. So uh, a couple oh, of people man. will get uh, House Reserve, and a couple people, uh, several people will get uh, Saint Ives from Esoterica, and uh, that way you can try them uh, try them yourself and see what you think. Uh, see how the old man uh, did on his uh, on his tobacco review. So, oh, um, dude. Anyway, okay, this so, is this yep. is great. So we got we're talking eight of our uh, Country Squire Radio Club members. Uh, yes. It's gonna be totally at random. Now, you know, there's a couple of different ways we could do this. I- I'm wondering, should we like read off the names next week? Is that is that what you're thinking? Like, like I think so. Yeah, yeah? we should do that, and then I'll we'll, we'll send them a little uh, a little happy. Yeah, just in time for uh, for Christmas. Oh, that's that's awesome. All right, I'm looking forward to this, man. I, you know, <laughs> this is this is gonna be really good because if I'm not mistaken, I think next week is actually 
our Christmas special, our uh, Dear Santa episode. So I th- yeah, I think I think that's that's going to be great. We're going to be asking Santa for what we want while also kind of playing Santa for uh, for a few of our lucky club members. So that's <laughs> that's going to be exciting, man. It'll be fun. Yeah, just something something good for them. Uh, and, uh, you know, of course, if, if you're interested in joining the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club, uh, go to patreon.com slash Country Squire Radio and you can uh, you can do so there. There you go. Yeah, one other announcement real fast. It, it has been made known to me. We are now receiving nominations. Of course, we're doing the uh, nominations for Best of 2021 here at Country Squire Radio. Uh, but there's another thing in the pipe community that is receiving nominations right now, and that is the designation for Master of Pipes. Uh, Master of Pipes. Uh, this is actually an award I won a couple of years ago, but because of COVID uh, and the fact that we have not had a Chicago pipe show since then, I haven't officially been inducted into the, oh, man. <laughs> into the, the community because there, you know, there's been no uh, no place for us to do this, but they are still uh, going forward with nominations and awarding the the Master of Pipes designation uh, each year. This is a really cool thing. Of course, I, it was a big honor for me to win it, and it was uh, you know something that I'm very proud of. But it, it's something that I, I want to bring to your attention because we want to try to identify people within the pipe community that are you know contributing in significant ways particularly in that under 45 age range. You know, there are a lot of folks that have been well-seasoned and they're, uh, you know, on maybe a little older in years, but we've got a lot of younger folks in the pipe community that are contributing uh, significantly to the, you know, the ongoing uh, growth of our community, uh, you know, new uh, new enthusiasts, uh, you know, spreading the good word about what the pipe uh, does for our spirits and our our families and all that kind of stuff. And so I encourage you highly to nominate someone for the Master of Pipes designation that's done by the Chicagoland Pipe Club. And, and so what they do every single year, they pick one person from the uh, industry that'd be, you know, someone like me that's a, a tobacconist, but then also they pick someone from just the greater pipe collecting hobby, the uh, pipe community as a whole, just a, a consumer and enthusiast. You know, it might be someone that's very active in a uh, in a club or an organization. It might be a YouTuber. It might be a someone that heads up a, a Facebook group or, you know, just someone that's actively out there promoting uh, the pipe smoking lifestyle and community. And so we are looking for that and, and, and nominations for that. And I highly encourage you to do that. You can go to uh, chicagopipeshow.com and click on menu and under the menu after you click menu you'll see a little list that comes up and you want to click on master program you can click there and then nominate someone uh, anyone you like uh, as long as they're under 45 and involved in the pipe community in some way check it out we encourage you to put just as much information as you can about the person uh, you know what they're involved in uh, the types of things they do to further the pipe community and and how they've done that or accomplished that and send those in we really you know particularly the enthusiast someone that's in the community that uh, is just done a done a really good job at you know telling the the fun of, of the hobby of the pipe and and furthering our, our our, our story. So, um, yeah, get those in. We would, uh, we'd love to have you do that over the next couple of months. Absolutely, man. Good, good stuff, man. Miss, miss Chicago. I'm miss Chicago. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> it's painful. Yeah. You know, what's not painful. Whiskey. <laughs> Whiskey. <laughs> Unless you drink too much. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I guess it can be painful in that, that case. So, well, this is why, you know, we, we are all about the moderation here. Enjoy, enjoy responsibly, which we are about to do, man. Okay. Squire Select. Now, as as longtime listeners know, this is our ongoing series where we pair up various beverages and uh, and pipe tobacco. And historically, it is predominantly whiskey. However, it has been uh, from time to time gin or uh, tea. We've we've done those kind of things. But yeah, done red wine. Yeah, we we have done red wine as well. But when it comes down to it, man, the the creme de la creme, the the reason. For the season, if the season is Squire Select season, really, it's 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 the whiskey, right? It's whiskey. It's brown water. <laughs> That's exactly right. We, there's you know the, the, one of the things that we we traditionally know we've done scotch, we do bourbon. You know they all get kind of mixed together for some time. We're actually doing kind of a rye edition of Squire yeah. Select uh, today, and I'm very excited, man, because I am a fan of rye. I am a rye fan. You, you are a rye fan. 
Um, I am a I rye fan. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a joke. No, like I'm just literally like just making the statement, man. Like, no, it's I, great. I'm a rye fan too, man. I was like, where are you going with this? Am I supposed to say something? Is there something I'm missing? No, <laughs> no, I just mean that, like when it comes down to it, even for like a bourbon, I, I generally am yeah. looking for any whiskey. And I don't care if it's just a, a blended whiskey, if it's a bourbon, yeah, what, whatever it may be that is going to push the envelope. If you're pushing the envelope on rye, then you're probably going to be high on my list of favorites. Yeah. And so when it comes to yeah. rye itself, man, I am very, very excited because we've got uh, two, I, I think, really decent rise here to talk about today. Yeah, I, I agree, man. This is a this will be a fun episode because, uh, of course, we're doing Squire Select. We always love doing that, you know, pairing it with uh, various pipe tobaccos. And uh, today we're going to be pairing with two uh, Country Squire original tobaccos. So happy to be doing that. But, you know, we, we are going to talk about rye today. And Rye is kind of going through a renaissance, right? You know, you see more and more rye every time you go into your local package store and, um, you know, you kind of scaver, you know, scavenge through the uh, the bourbon uh, selection or the whiskey selection that's there. And, um, you know, you've got all your major brands and a lot of them kind of lead with their bourbon, but then they've got this little green label right next to the bourbon. And it's the, right. it's the rye version, you know, it's the, it's uh, the wild turkey rye and the bullet rye all the major brands that are starting to really push these rise. And, um, and, and so there's just a big market for it. It's got a lot of appeal and, and they're just really good. They, they really are good. It's a, it's a great whiskey. What, what are rise, you know, rise, typically a rye whiskey has to have a mash that is 51% rye grain and the other 49% can be, you know, any blend of corn, wheat, malted barley, various things, but it has to have that 51% rye grain. Right. The initial barrel strength of a straight rye cannot be more than 160 proof. Now, now, now no one could, no one could drink 160 proof. I mean, that, that'd make what? you go blind, you know? <laughs> oh man, I, yeah, I might give it a I try. I mean, you can. There's yeah. been those times in uh, New Orleans that, you know, you do things you're not proud of. But anyway, typically this is, obviously it's watered down, uh, diluted like any other whiskey from the barrel and uh, can't be more than 125 proof, which is quite strong, but, you know, most of them are, are watered down below that. So they are aged in these charred barrels. They uh, tend to have, you know, new oak barrels and a minimum of two years. And they have that signature peppery taste. There's a peppery mm, bite to it yes. that is so pleasing and, yes. uh, and just really that the folks who like rye, it, it's either off-putting or it's very pleasing, but it's that bite. It's that bite. It's that, that, it's that uh, peppery heat, man. It peppery hits heat that's, you know, distinctive. Yeah. It, there's a warmth to it. I think that yes, uh, just makes it really nice either in a in a cocktail like a you know sazerac or a vucare or or even an old fashioned or a manhattan i mean you can it's a very versatile whiskey that's interesting man because you're exactly right like even in most cocktails that generally call for bourbon i would argue 9 times out of 10 they are actually better enhanced when you yeah. like you substitute the rye for the bourbon yeah. um not to say they're not good with bourbon i you know i love i love a good bourbon cocktail as well but generally speaking, because of that like extra peppery punch, it mm -hmm. gives you a little something more. Uh, you know, last week I, I made reference to my my uh, Sazerac recipe, and you know, generally you're going to find that it's it's traditionally just straight rye, but I like to like cut it with a little bit of brandy because what it does is it prepares that that punch heat with that hmm. that sweetness, and I think it, it it marries well together. But then on the other side, you've got a cocktail like the old fashioned, a classic cocktail, right? But there's a rye old fashioned. In fact, you could technically make yeah. an old fashioned exclusive with rye and it's still considered an old fashioned, but it is a very different drinking experience. And I would argue a far superior one, um, <laughs> depending on the bourbon, I suppose. But but man, it, it's hard to get rye wrong and it's hard to apply it in a place where it doesn't belong. Mm, mm, yeah, just yeah. my two no, cents. It's great. It's very versatile. Uh, there are, you know, just as many awesome sipping rise as there are rise that are, you know, better suited for cocktails or mixed drinks or anything like that. But today we've got two fun ones. The first one we're going to talk about is the Cooper Family Rye. Cooper Family Distillery. This is a boutique 
Blender in LaGrange, Texas, which is kind of halfway between Austin and Houston. They're in the central part of the state. The Rye is their flagship spirit. This is something that they uh, are really proud of, that they kind of lead with. And I think there's a good reason for that. They take a blend essentially of two different ryes from Indiana and Tennessee, two different ryes from well-known distilleries, and they blend them there in LaGrange, Texas. One of the ryes is a 51% rye, 36% corn, 13% barley. The other one is 95% rye. And so, and then these are five-year-old and three-year-old whiskeys, respectively. So they blend these together, you know, at a very specific combination and then make, you know, essentially a 90-proof whiskey. And it's really good. This is good. It's, It's about $45 a bottle, you know, something I think that is very approachable. And if you want the experience of what a good rye, you know, is like, this is a good place to start. Yeah. That's exactly Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. What do you get? You know, when you smell the Cooper family rye, uh, Bo, what do you, uh, what do you smell? Man. Okay. So, and, and this is going to be kind of a, 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 you know, (laughs) it's hard to pick up a quality whiskey and the rye bourbon kind of spectrum and not instantly get hit with some form of vanilla. And that is definitely a huge, it's it's not over the top, man. This, this one is much more of kind of like a, you know, I actually get a little bit of honey out of this. Mm-hmm. I'm using the test tube right now. So <laughs> you are too. <laughs> I am. Yep. <laughs> you know, I tell you what, and actually, Matt, we should even reference this, right? Like we, uh, at the moment, you and I are actually drinking it out of a test tube. <laughs> we are. We are. It, because of the method like of you, preservation. You really are doing very... Yeah, no, if, if you, you really are doing like very experimental work, you know, uh, I mean, it's obviously it looks like we're scientists or something using right. a, a big test tube <laughs> like this to to drink whiskey out of. <laughs> well, and it's, it's one of these great things is because this came from a batch of whiskeys that I kind of collected over a season where, you know, ideally yeah. trying to get something that either isn't as readily available, you know, in Mississippi or, you know, just kind of expanded the palate a little bit, something that's, uh, you know, a little bit off the beaten path. The great thing about this one, yeah. as you mentioned, is that Cooper family is a, a Texas based uh, family and whiskey from that standpoint. And, uh, and so it's, it's great to kind of pay homage to, uh, you know, here, here in the, the home state, but at the same time, it is also one that's going to be harder to get your hands on, which is unfortunate because as we're still sniffing, the little nose here, it is quite, quite delicious and sweeter up front on your nose than it is on your tongue. That's exactly right. Yeah, you do get that hint of vanilla that you mentioned that is almost universal in any, uh, you know, corn based alcohol. And then there's that signature kind of pungent sour sting that's there with that is very uh, typical of a rye whiskey, a little bit of oak in the background, but that smell is very, uh, very pleasant. It, you know, on the dis- distillery, you actually read on their website from the Cooper family and Cooper is spelled with a K by the way, K O O P E R family rye uh, is what we're drinking now. But on the whiskey's website, the Cooper family website, they actually mention I, I it, Thought caught this as interesting, but then I was like, I can see that they actually mentioned the aroma of dill also on the on the nose, which yeah. I thought was interesting. I, I just I kind of caught that. I, I don't you? know. I, I, I feel I like that's it. a stretch. I, I saw that as I, well, and I'm like, no, nah, I don't know. But yeah. I mean, to be fair, I, your your palate is far more advanced than mine, so I, I will well, kind of I defer know. to your. Judgment. I mean, <laughs> I could I could see it. Yeah, I saw that, and it was like, huh. Well. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, kind of interesting, but, um, you know, dill has a very, you know, very distinctive aroma and, and flavor to it. So, uh, so Bo, shall we drink? Oh yes. As if we haven't already. <laughs> I know. Ding. Ding. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> mm. Okay. So as mentioned, this has kind of a, you know, you pick up all those kind of sweet smells right out of the glass, but then as you're drinking it, it really transitions, not abruptly, but it does transition. You've got kind of that cinnamon caramely type of uh, kind of mm. entry, but then mm-hmm. that rye heat. And there is yeah. a little bit more of kind of a, a distinctly alcohol flavor, like that, that distinct alcohol like taste is still very much there, but it's not, mm. it's not overpowering by any stretch of the imagination. And it, it does blend like it, it all kind of comes together in a really, really quality way. I kind of consider this a rye that works in both ways. Yes, you can sip this, but I also see this as whatever your like cocktail of choices, this is going to bring it up another notch. 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is a really yeah. good cocktail rye. It's also good for sipping. And I mean, like they, they really want you to sip it. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get mad at anybody for sipping it. It's, it's good. I'm sipping it now. <laughs> but at the same time, like this one really is, I think, one of those ryes that can bring up your cocktail game in a significant way. Yeah. Anytime we see these like small batch boutique blend, you know, whiskey blenders or new distilleries that pop up, you kind of, you're excited. You're like, okay, something regional and fun, or maybe it's in your hometown or, you know, whatever. And, but a lot of times, you know, we were like, okay, well, you know, what, what is really our expectation for this, right? Right, right, right. Is exactly. It, is it going to yes. be, is this just another like, you know, thing to say, oh, well, our, our hometown has a still, you know, or our hometown has a, you know, a, a vodka brand or whatever it is. And hey, Cat so Vodka like, oh, is good, good, man. Like that. I no, I'm not, like, I'm not. <laughs> God, I like that. No, it, it is. It, it is. And, and it's, and some of them are very good. It, there's enough of these kind of nondescript, quote unquote, boutique, you know, mm. whiskey blenders that you kind of start saying, well, okay, well, you know, hopefully it's good. And it, yeah, it's probably pretty serviceable or whatever. <laughs> some of them are not, are not, you know, they're, they're, you know, there's certainly a spectrum, but um, this is one of those that's really freaking good. It, it's it, actually is, good. Is, yeah. This is great. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it, this is a great rye whiskey. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this for 45 bucks a bottle. You know, you're talking about something that is packed with flavor. It's very, it's intricate. It's pleasant. It's, uh, it is very sippable. It also would make a great cocktail addition, but you know, yeah, I think, I think all your, all your, you know, tasting notes are really similar to what I experienced that initial, uh, very, you know, sweet flavor, uh, that just is kind of a burst up front. And it's almost more of a remnant from kind of the nose that you got from from smelling it. But after that, that dissipates into a nice tongue coating. You get a little vanilla and maybe some pear in there, but then it transforms into this very pleasant bite that you expect from rye. And after that tongue coating kind of starts to dissipate a little bit, that lingering sting transitions along with a very nice astringency. And and you mentioned that alcohol flavor. It's almost like a it's it's like that that astringency that comes from uh, the dryness on your tongue that uh, that you associate with alcohol. You know that that dryness it it lingers into the finish. It's almost reminiscent of a nice, real robust tannic red wine, like a mm. you know a full body cabernet that kind of leaves you you know smacking your your uh, your tongue and your lips a little bit, just you know a little dry in a pleasant way uh, in your mouth. It's, it's really interesting. Good. So so for me, like that aspect is not something. Something that is typically a, a favorite of mine. Generally speaking, yeah. like that dryness, that kind of alcohol coating at the very tail end, to me, that's where where a, a whiskey or really any kind of uh, liquor kind of decides whether or not it's going to be this is sippable or this is cocktail. And cocktail yeah. again, like like that's not a that's not a negative thing, right? Like it's not like you've been demoted or anything of that nature. No, yeah, no, that's fair. Um, yeah. And that's why I really like. I see this as like a a really really quality ride, but I do see it more as kind of like one for you know, not just like oh well, it's you know it, it, it's serviceable, mix it in, you know, whatever it may be. Like no no no, like whatever your cocktail of choice is, if it's got rye, this is going to kick it up a notch. And yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. specifically because of that. What, what did you what the what, what was the the term that you used? That astringency. Astringency. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, you know that that kind of medicinal tongue mm. coating that just leaves it a little, uh, just a little parched there. And yeah. and you know what's interesting that that might be the reason you don't drink this this particular whiskey that's straight. Yeah, that's the reason I probably will drink this whiskey straight. That's There's something yeah, yeah. about that that's very appealing to me. I, it it uh, it's the reason I you know love a a robust. Uh, robust Cabernet or, um, you know, something of that nature, even pipe tobaccos that do that. We talked about St. Ives last week, kind of leaving your mouth a little dry and, you know, that's, that's cool to me. So th- this is a good one. If you're ever in, in Texas and passing through or can order a bottle of this from out of state, I, I'd recommend the, the Cooper family rye. Absolutely. Also our, uh, our friends in California, I believe actually also have access to this as well. So good. Uh, California, Texas, be sure to pick it up. All right. So I'm curious, man, with something like this, how do you go about that pairing? Because you do have the sweetness, you do have the dryness, you've got kind of all that. At yeah. Play. Where, where are you I going? Wanted, I felt like we needed to continue to let the whiskey shine, but also lean into the natural flavor of it without complicating it too much. And so uh, I picked a Country Squire tobacco for both of our pairings today. Today, uh, we were pairing with the Cooper Family Rye, a old Country Squire favorite, and that is Choctaw. Uh, Choctaw oh, is a tobacco yes, that we've had for a long time. It's the brother of our better known tobacco 
Cherokee. Cherokee and Choctaw over the years have become kind of Mario and Luigi of uh, <laughs> country squire <laughs> tobaccos. You know, it's right. like Luigi's the fun one that's not quite as well known. Mario gets all the fame, but Choctaw, it, it's got a little more strength, a little more bite to it than Cherokee. The Virginias are a little more pronounced and 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 maybe a little stronger and a different Cavendish ratio. And so it's a very smooth tobacco, but it it does have a, a little bit of a bite, which is very pleasant and a nice soft aromatic note to it that, you know, makes the room smell like a nice warm vanilla. And so, yeah, I think mm-hmm. this is a good pairing for this. It, it complements the whiskey nicely without confusing things too much. Uh, we're not really trying to get into a super complicated pairing here. This is something where we're just kind of leaning into the existing flavors and, and, and the and the pleasant texture of that bite. And so, um, yeah, man, Choctaw with the uh, Cooper family rye. Hope you all enjoy it. Man, I haven't had some Choctaw in a minute. That's uh, It's that's been a long time. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a good one, man. That used to be, of course, Cherokee number two. I'm that's sorry, right. Cherokee number one. Yeah. Uh, Cherokee number one um, uh, eventually became Choctaw. And um and uh and we're happy to uh happy to have it at the squire. All right, man. Okay, great pairing. This next one. So let me ask you something, John David. When you think of Canada, what what comes to mind out of curiosity? Like like just I, I mean like just pretend like we're not doing this and you don't know what, why where I'm going with this. Like if you think of just Canada, what comes to mind? Yeah, like Mounties. Mounties, okay. Or uh maple leaves, uh hockey. Hockey, um, Queen Elizabeth is the Queen of Canada. I think oh. of her like on their coins and stuff. All right. Um, yeah, I I I don't really think of uh of rye whiskey. Well, but <laughs> but 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 you should. But, maybe, but apparently I should. But yeah. maybe you should. Uh, Crown Royal, by the way, obviously a, a Canadian uh, Canadian uh, whiskey, whiskey. Right there. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Uh, all right, but that's the thing, right? When when we and I mean part of this is our experience as Americans in the southern region, right? Like you know, there's right. like Canada is so far up north, like it's like more north than the North Pole for us, right? Like we we know Santa yeah. better than we know Canada, right? That's true. That's right. Yeah. So That's when I, another thing I think of when I think of Canada is on South Park, how they draw all the Canadians <laughs> with their heads like in, in <laughs> two, <laughs> two halves of the egg, you know, kind of thing, like flopping up and down. Yeah. Right. And I, it, the, so that there's there's that, too. <laughs> yeah. OK. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> And no, go, there goes all our Canadian listeners. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, I don't think we've said anything negative about Canada, which I, I, I feel like we should get credit for. We have not said anything negative about Canada because Canada makes excellent maple syrup. They make Mounties, apparently. Uh, they've got mooses, and mooses, mooses are cool. You know, right? They are. Mises? Mice. It, That's not right. I think it's actually just moose. What do you call a gathering of moose? You call it moose? We got to we got to phone a Canadian. We got to phone a Canadian. <laughs> I think Reborn. you learn that kind of Help stuff us. at like age two in in Canada. That's <laughs> right. How right how up there many, with your ABCs? How many musai does it take to musai? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Anyway, point is they got mooses up there, and then they've got uh, maple leaves, maple syrup. Uh, I think I already said maple syrup. Anyway, point is Canada. You don't think of whiskey. I'm sorry. Like here in the South, we don't think when we think whiskey, we don't think Canada. We think Kentucky. Yep. End of list. Like that is yep. what we think. <laughs> ten, ten, and and then and then like a one B. You know, you've got Tennessee and uh, you know those other kind of uh, upper South. Lower no, Midwestern that's exactly states. right. Like exactly, yeah. we got you but got that, Tennessee. That you yeah. got uh, and I mean, like you know, we'll, we'll think of like the Islays of the Scottish lands and all that kind of good stuff. As it's well. really the same as tobacco country. You know, you think all those old tobacco states. Uh, you know, not not necessarily Virginia, but certainly Kentucky, Tennessee, uh, Maryland. You know that that area, parts of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Well, and the other factor, too, is, you know, you're, you're always taught you never punch down, you always punch up. And when you're in the South, you know, you can't punch further higher up than Canada. So a lot of times, a lot of the <laughs> jokes that we have are, are geared towards Canada and that sort of thing. My point is, <laughs> as a Mississippian born and raised, I would like to formally apologize to the entire country <laughs> of Canada because I, I, didn't, I didn't realize that y'all know something up there. When it comes to rye, when it comes to whiskey. So, so I apologize if you're still listening, if we didn't offend you before and you're still listening, Canada, I, I, I offer up this sincere apology on behalf of my states, my brethren. Uh, we didn't know. 
We are very sorry. <laughs> and we, we humbly about, repent. <laughs> we humbly repent. We're about to talk about tap whiskey, man. Tap eight uh, whiskey here. It, it, this is, I'm really excited about this one in particular. Tap eight rye whiskey. Uh, this is a sherry finished whiskey. Yes. Uh, really yes. interesting. Really, really, really interesting whiskey. If you're into uh, any type of, um, you know, alcohol that's been uh, finished in another cask or blended with something interesting that might not be kind of the go-to for that particular spirit. But tap whiskey, the distillery, a Canadian Rye whiskey with a twist is kind of how they how they build themselves. But um, they started with uh, their line, their entire line, with a maple rye whiskey, which kind of incorporated that signature Canadian flavor there, and, and then expanded into other short run whiskeys that are kind of these small batch blends. They've taken the idea of coming out with a whiskey, mixing it with something interesting, and then letting that run. It's kind of like small batch pipe tobaccos or anything else. That's right, yeah. um, you know, just kind of finding these interesting blends and putting them on the shelf for a limited time. And it's really, uh, really a neat concept. So uh, the the Sherry Finished Rye, this is an eight-year-old aged whiskey, and uh, they make that very apparent on uh, on the on the front of the uh, the bottle, there's this huge eight right there in the middle, um, and, and we know it's different from uh, you know old charter because it's not uh, eight seasons or eight days. It's eight. It's eight years. <laughs> it's eight years. Um, it's not just eight. <laughs> right. It's not just eight. Yeah. So it, this is a sherry. They, they call this sherry finished, but I want to be clear about what they mean here. Right. The sherry they're using is from uh, Her- Jerez, Spain. And they actually are, this is not being aged in sherry casks. They're actually adding sherry to the whiskey. Like right. you can, yeah. you can taste it. Like this is not like, okay, well, this was finished in a pork cask or a sherry cask. They're actually putting sherry in it. And, yeah. Which, and which sounds, really, it sounds offensive, but yeah, but, sure. But judge not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, give it a, give it a whirl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it is like, that's the thing. It, it's, it's not what you would think about, right? Like, it's, it's not, it's not, that doesn't seem to make sense. And yet, <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> It's good. It's oh, good. <laughs> it is. It is good. Yeah. No, this is a mild whiskey. It's 80, yeah. 83 proof and retails for about $40 a bottle and uh, very interesting. You know, um, I, I will say about Canadian rise, they don't hold to the same like real strict definitions as American rise. Uh, matter of fact, they, they even spell it differently. It's with a, a SKY, kind of like a Scotch whiskey uh, instead of an EY, like you see in your American counterparts. But you know, just because they don't hold to these strict standards doesn't mean they're not as good. They just, it's a different definition is what it is. Canadian rye just, it's more like the wild West, you know, they don't have to have all these real, uh, you know, specific uh, designations in order to become a rye whiskey in Canada. Wild West, totally unregulated. Yeah. Canada. What? Just like Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Totally regulated. (laughs) No, here's the thing. Like that's, I mean, you're you're exactly right. They don't hold to the Canadian uh, rye, Canadian whiskey, like like, uh, as a whole does not have the same kind of, you know, standards or or regulation when it comes to what they can call a thing, especially when it comes to rye. It's just different. And I, I, that, so, and that is why I would really strongly advise. There's a good reason why I like these two particular ryes together. Uh, in this episode, because one, like I mentioned before, is really a cocktail ride, like takes your cocktail to the next level. I would argue, and this is, I, I'll, I'll say this somewhat universally, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll take the hate if I'm wrong. I, I would steer clear of anything that says Canadian rye when it comes to mixing a cocktail because of that fact. You don't really know, unless you know that beverage well, you don't have that confidence that you're actually getting kind of that standard rye kind of punch, right? Uh, and so when you're looking at kind of the way in which it, it incorporates all the different ingredients, it's not the way to go. That said, oh man, like I mentioned at the top of the show, man, I look for bourbons that have as high rye content as they can possibly force into it. And so when you're talking about a whiskey that is kind of trying to push the rye envelope, I'm there. So when I pick this up, I don't sip it as a standard rye. I sip it as like a whiskey that is fantastic. That has that beautiful rye content. It is much more smooth than your traditional rye. It's so good. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. And it's a it's a good sip. This is a sipping whiskey. It's one it of those is a that, sipping whiskey. That is exactly yeah. right. 
yeah. you, you'll want you'll want to drink this by itself. Um, it, so you know the nose again. You on this as you're smelling it, uh, it, it's really more akin to bourbon than it is a rye. In exactly. Some ways. Yes. It's got that you know more sweet kind of corn-based aroma that you get. But a lot of this has really got to be from the sherry. I mean, you can, that sherry essence is certainly there. It's uh, that astringency sweetness that uh, we talked about with the other ones. Very pleasant. It's a plummy smell to it. When you drink it, I'm not even going to pretend like we haven't uh, been drinking this because we already have been. <laughs> I'm like down to the uh, dregs of my glass. <laughs> very, I know, right? It's it's uh, it's delicious. Uh, oh. You know, it's it's different. It's it's This is very different. It's not your standard rye, certainly from an American perspective. And that's what they're after. That's what the folks at uh, Tap Rye are going for. They're going for something different, uh, you know, in these small batch kind of quirky, you know, mixtures of, uh, you know, finishes and pairings and that type of thing with the sherry finished Tap Rye. You know, the sherry in this in this is highly evident. I'll tell you what this reminds me of. The flavor of this whiskey, it tastes like whiskey, but it also tastes like the port that we serve yes. at my church for communion. Mm. <laughs> it has, uh, it's got a, a plummy sour sweetness to it that mm. it just tastes like sherry. It, it does. You get it there. And it's, uh, it's, it's really fascinating. The initial note too, uh, with honey, I think is quite strong. It coats the tongue nicely and then graduates into just a very sweet sipping whiskey that has a hint of bite, but not the signature bite that you think of in a traditional American. Yeah, not at all the same. I mean, like the comparison to bourbon, I think, is exactly right. If you think about a bourbon that has more of a rye, like rye content than your your standard bourbon, but is still very Mm -hmm. much a bourbon, like that is Mm -hmm. what you're looking at with this particular uh, beverage. Yeah. Now, let, let me be clear about my own preferences here. You know, the more as time has gone on, I am not a fan of all this mixing stuff. I'm just not like, you know, when, you know, folks, you know, do like a, you know, the more I've I've had them like a barrel aged gin or a a rum, a rum cask scotch or something. I just. Just, just stop it. You know, I, <laughs> I no, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Cause no, I know for, for you me, just, you just, you just fired shots as Balvini Caribbean cask and you I are did. wrong for that. No, that I is did. a fantastic scotch. Okay. No, it, I mean, it, it, it is for a okay. season. It is not for like all times, but I mean, it's like, for a season. I, oh. you know, when I, if I'm going to spend that much money on, um, you know, on a, on a scotch, I just, I, I don't want something that tastes like, um, like rum. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I, don't know. I, I can't. Santa, I know you're listening, and it is on my wish list. Someone's is been a bad boy. <laughs> Belvini Caribbean. Cast. Send me all of John David's Belvini Caribbean cast. I love this. But no, this is no, good. I this mean, is it, good to kind of set that. That uh, it's the, great. The just, just for promising. me personally. Yeah. I mean, that that's a that's become a thing for me. I, I've kind of you know every time I I kind of roll my eyes at uh, at some of these pairings that that I see. <laughs> um, so I, I will say when I went into this particular rye. Uh, with this kind of sherry finish on it, I, I was I was skeptical, but um, <laughs> right, 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 just to kind of lay that down. But um, but this is good. This, this is this is good. I, I you know this is something where I get enough of the rye experience to where I kind of go into it not uh, I guess shocked or off put at the uh, difference of it. But it's a but it's a very pleasant, unique experience and uh, and something really worth sipping. I actually kind of like the fact that it's only eighty three proof. Mm. Uh, it just makes it. Very very approachable. And for me, that's, that's a good thing to have in the liquor cabinet. Absolutely, man. And I think like, that's, again, one of the biggest things that I I feel like I need to stress is this is good. It is not a traditional rye as kind of we in America would, would call it, but in terms of like sippable man, Ooh, just this by the fire. Come on. This is this (laughs) Christmas in a glass. In some ways, it kind of reminds me of a cognac because it has that um, that that sherry maybe adds a little thickness to it. It's almost a viscous um, that that tongue coating is just very pleasant. It's uh, and and then, of course, semi sweet with just a little bite. So it's uh, it's good. Yeah, I definitely see that. All right. So uh, with this one, obviously we're, it's a gear shift from the last one, right? We do have kind of a lot of sweetness at play here, a smoother sippable drink from that yeah. standpoint. So I'm curious, did you go opposite? Did you kind of stay in that same wheelhouse or did you do something totally different? I, I wanted to, I wanted to kind of ramp up the, uh, the features that you would expect in a traditional rye. And so I went for something with a little kick and a little bite 
And I went with Country Squire Merriweather. Merriweather is a Virginia Burley blend that we have made for a long time. It used to be a straight Virginia, and uh, over the years it adopted some Burley. But Merriweather is a great tobacco. It's a just a semi-sweet Virginia blend that's got addition of some Burley. It just has a really pleasant bite. And and, and for me, that is kind of, if anything, we're going to be lacking in the tap rye eight-year sherry finished bottle. I, th- for that, that would be it for me, is that just that little bit of signature bite that I'm kind of missing, you know, from a good uh, a good brown water. And so, mm. um, yeah, the Merriweather's nice. It's got a nice uh, natural sugar content. It uh, has that pleasant bite. And, uh, and it makes the room smell really nice without being, you know, cloyingly sweet or anything like that. It just has a nice uh, kind of simple uh, nougat mellow flavor to it. It's very pleasant. So yeah, Country Squire Merriweather. It's one of my favorites that we make at our shop and hope you try it. Man. Okay. So I, I'm curious, not anti, what's, what's the right word here? Um, you're curmudgeon this towards uh, innovation. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Not, not towards innovation. But innovation in general. Your, your backwardness. No, 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 no. But like, like, all right. So, so you're 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 mature, right? You you you've you've reached a you know these crazy kids. What with their uh, cask this and cask that. I am kind of curious, what, what do you, what would you consider like a pipe tobacco version of that? what, what would be the, the Belvini Caribbean cask of the pipe tobacco world for you? Well, I mean, there are barrel aged pipe tobaccos, obviously. I mean, we, you're seeing a lot of that now. I mean, so to talk about apples to apples, you, you actually are seeing pipe tobacco aged in either whiskey barrels or brandy barrels or, you know, all this other stuff in order to infuse some of that flavor. And, 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 and some of those are, are really good. And some of them are, you know, just fair to, to Midland. <laughs> okay, all right. And, and so that, you know, I guess, but I don't, I don't approach those maybe with the same skepticism because um, of, you know, because, because bias or why? I think probably because bias, <laughs> okay. yeah, probably because yeah. when I go into, I think I just have a more preconceived notion for what certain types of spirits taste like. And when with pipe tobacco, maybe I go into it a little more open. Uh, um, and so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd be mean, like, no, I just, I, I did not expect this like random, like sideswipe at Belvini Caribbean cask. And I, I'm triggered. You're the now. one that brought up that particular brand. Okay. No, I'm just saying like, you said all, it without saying it. You definitely said all, it without saying it. No, I mean, all, look, we, you know, my wife, she was so excited. We, you know, went to Costco and they had this, I don't know, three or $400 bottle of, uh, what is it called? It, it was it John. No, it was McAllen double Oak some kind of barrel something or other it was it was really expensive and yeah. you know it, it, was, it was it was very good it was very good but you know she was like what if we got a group of people together and all pitched in you know 50 bucks or whatever and bought this bottle and then we kind of shared it and, and it was really neat it was a neat idea and so that's yeah. what we did we went in together and all you know got a big group of people and bought this bottle and had a little house party and cracked it open and it was um you know it was really good but it it tasted like rum I mean, it takes, you know, this was a, this was a three or $400 scotch that tasted like rum. So it's and, like a Macallan and, with a rum finish. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, huh. you know, it's just, man, you know, I, I was just kind of looking forward to drinking really good scotch, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know if I want to drink rum, I'll go, I'll go drink rum. I, I mean, I, I, I hear that. I hear that. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Well, Hey, uh, Missouri, <laughs> Missouri Mearsham's awesome. <laughs> Sorry. They are. They are. Terrible you know what's not man. barrel aged ever is Missouri Mearsham. That's right. That's right. They never barrel age their corn, man. We 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 have seen with our own eyes. We have held with our own hands uh, the uh, the corn they use there, man. And uh, you talk about an awesome, awesome company, an amazing uh, team there that are making some quality corn cob pipes. And man, they are also bringing folks with the uh, the clay pipes as well. Um, you've got these great Christmas bundles that are available right now. And then, of course, we've got the uh, the days of giving, man. Talk to us a little bit about what's going on there. Yeah, between now and Christmas Day, which is approaching very, very soon, they are giving away one prize every day. If you go to their website and sign up, there's a daily entry form. You can go every single day, fill out an entry, and they're giving away one prize every single day between now and Christmas, and they'll send it right to your door if you win. So uh, 25 days of giving. They're giving away pipes, pipe tools, accessories, apparel, all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, you do have to be 21 to enter, but uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably 21, we hope anyway. So <laughs> you should be. Don't get us in trouble. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, so go to Missouri. You can go to uh, corncobpipe.com. Check it out. 
click the link there at the very front page, fill out the entry form and, uh, and maybe purchase something while you're there. Well, hey, we want to thank our good friends at Missouri Mirsham for sponsoring this show. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. question of the week. Man, my question of the week this week coming in from Derek J, who writes in, Hey guys, I have a question about storing pipe tobacco. I have some two ounce tins of Jolly Old St. Nick from Cornell and Deal. I tried it the first time when I started smoking a pipe. I liked it so much that I got a few other cans. I checked on them recently and the can is what is called slightly bloated. A few mm. other types of tobacco of the same age have not bloated. They're still sealed. But what's that about? Is it still okay to smoke? And did I ruin great tobacco? Best way to store after opening the tin? Question mark. Thanks. Love the show. From Derek J. Derek, great question, man. And yeah, man, that tobacco uh, can is perfectly safe to open and smoke. So as we talked about before on aging pipe tobaccos, there's a there's an ongoing fermentation process that's happening inside that can as it's aging. And with the Cornell and Deal style tin, there is oxygen in the tin when they seal that tin. And so it's going through this aerobic fermentation process, essentially, as those little microbes that are in there kind of chewing on the, the sugars in those um, those tobacco leaves, uh, the, the flavors are getting more and more complex. They're being broken down into their baser elements. And frankly, the tobacco is getting probably more and more delicious. That is putting off the byproducts of some, some gas. And so as that happens, that can is going to start to expand just a little bit. 
And a lot of times you'll see this in a, uh, a tobacco that's, uh, that's been well fermented over time. It'll start to kind of, you know, get, just get a little pudgy there at the middle of the can. I had a big brick of Cornell and Deal Briar Fox. Briar Fox is a crumble cake that they make, but they also, you know, most of it's sold in a two ounce tin, but they also sell it in a giant brick. It's like a pound brick that you can buy. And then they cover it in basically a plastic envelope that's tightly sealed. And and I sat on that for a couple of years. It was at the shop and pulled it out of the box one time. I'd kind of forgotten about it, to be honest with you. And it was like this puffy pillow. <laughs> it was like this, <laughs> it was like this pillow where, you know, all of a sudden, wait a sec, like this is a sealed bag. How do this you know, why, why is it, uh, you know, filled up with something where it wasn't before it was just the tobacco in there. And so, uh, so that's what's happening. And it's probably the characteristic of a really well-aged tobacco. And I think you ought to crack it open and enjoy it. Just once you open it, store it in a, a good Mason jar, uh, like you would any other premium tobacco. And I think you'll be in good shape, man. Good stuff. And Hey, a great pipe question. If you've got a pipe question for us, be sure to send that into the show. That's show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire questions. All right, man. Quick fire questions. This one is from Pastor Joda. Man, Pastor Joda, by the way, going through, I, I won't get into it on the show, but some uh, just family family situations going on. I just want to give kind of thoughts and prayers out to Pastor Joda right now, man. He's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just thinking about you, brother. Man, he, uh, he uh, sent in these. These are our Macy's Thanksgiving Parade Edition. So Ooh. Thanksgiving has come and gone, but here's my logic. Because so much of the world decides that they want to put the Christmas decorations up before Thanksgiving. I think we're in retaliation, John David, we did not start this war. Okay. We, we are, we are merely retaliating. I say we bring the Thanksgiving into the Christmas season. Huh? I have this Take mental image. I have this mental image of like turkeys wearing pilgrim hats invading December with muskets. <laughs> so Thanksgiving is invading December. Okay, no, here we go. No, we, we are no, we're 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 it's conquest. We're taking it and bringing it in. We're <laughs> <laughs> time travel. Anyway, point is Macy's okay. Thanksgiving parade edition from Pastor Joda. Uh, giant balloon characters or traditional floats? Oh, the balloon characters, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Baby Yoda, by the way. Uh, yeah, was uh, was making a place. debut. Yeah, yeah, I missed, by the way, my favorite balloon of all time was the Spider-Man balloon. And they retired that about seven years ago or so. And it still breaks my heart. I miss it. I miss the Spider-Man balloon. <laughs> uh, marching band or Broadway show musical numbers? Marching band. I, for me, that's just like, you know, they invite these uh, really talented marching bands from all over the country. They go to New York City. It's a big deal where they get kind of this showcase in front of the world. I don't know. I, I got to go with that. No, it's great for the kids. I, I don't, I don't want to naysay that because you're right. It is great for the kids. It's such an amazing, you know, opportunity. And, and how cool is that? But I'm all about, you know me, man. I'm a show tunes guy. Like bring, bring on the Broadway. <laughs> I'm all for it. You're, you're dogging the other, like it's good for the kids, but then you're the one excited about baby Yoda and Spider-Man balloon. So I, <laughs> we're going to just move on to the next one. <laughs> Actually watch the parade or turn it on in the back uh, for background noise. Uh, half and half, you know, the Thanksgiving parade is for me, it's like in between eating and the egg bowl. It's that, it's that middle ground time, like where you kind of, you're full, you know, maybe it's time to have a little coffee or maybe another beer and then kind of get, get your, get your mind right for, uh, watching some football. Oh, interesting. So y'all must eat early. Cause like the parade typically for us is before the meal and like, literally it's what leads into the meal. So it's during all the cooking. I'm generally especially at the beginning, I see the Turkey, uh, was it Tom, the Turkey go, go across and everything. And I'll watch until, and I'm, and I'm like, I, I basically have a couple of floats I'm looking for. I'm looking for Pikachu and I, now I'm looking for baby Yoda as well. Right. So was, <laughs> and like everybody in the house knows, like if I'm not in the room, cause eventually, you know, oh, you kind of watch it for a while. And then you're like, you know, you go help with, you know, basting or whatever you might be doing. And then, uh, and then it's like, Oh, it's Pikachu. And then like, you know, you come running back in the room and be like, Oh, there he is. You know, that kind of thing. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm half and half as well. Absolutely. I love you both. Uh, attending, <laughs> attending in person, a dream come true or the stuff of nightmares? You know, I, 
I think TV is good for this one. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It, it'd be, it'd be fun to be there in person, but is if I was going to pick a big event to go to New York city, this probably wouldn't be it. It is literally on my bucket list. It is literally a bucket list item for me I, to actually yeah. like, I would love to like when the kids are grown up and they've gone off to college and everything, and they're not coming home for Thanksgiving, whatever it may be <laughs> like, like, my wife and I, we've talked about it. Like our plan is to try to like volunteer to like be in the parade, like to help out with one of the balloons or the floats or whatever it is. But like, it is literally one of my bucket list items. That's great. <laughs> As he shakes his head. I'm happy for you. No, that's I'm, I'm, I'm very happy for you. You're definitely attending in person for me, but I also, I'd like, I, I, I want to be in the parade because the great thing about being in the parade is that you don't have to like squeeze up to all these people that are just trying to see it. You can just kind of casually casually walk down the street, you know, like that's, Uh that's the ideal. Like, that's the thing. I don't want to go to watch in person. I want to be in the parade. That's be in the parade in the actual parade. Yeah. I I, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. If you were in the parade, what would you want to do? So this is more of just, Oh, this is easy. Yeah. What what about you? This is easy. I would want to hold one of the strings that hold up those big balloon animals. You know, that's the thing. I would want to feel the power of like, I am part of the reason keeping this, you know, giant balloon character tethered to the earth. Right. Like there's a sense of importance there. That's like, no, if I, if I let go of mine, like Pikachu might, you know, Destroy, destroy you know what New I mean? York yeah. City. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It's like a leash. It's like a Pikachu leash. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, so yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd want to do that. Yeah, uh, that's good. No, I'm, I'm the exact same way, man. I would, I would, uh, my ideal, I'll take whatever I can get when the time comes. <laughs> no, you laugh, but I'm serious. Like, this is literally on my bucket list and it has been for years. Uh, but I, uh, yeah, but my preference would definitely be to hold the balloon, but I don't know if they let the average Joe do that. I don't know. I feel yep. like you need to get like certified to hold the balloon. Yeah, there's probably like a class you have to go to, or yeah. there's like a you know different belts of balloon handlers, and like you when you get to the you know triple black belt, then that's when you can uh, <laughs> hold the balloon string. They probably like they vet you hard too. Like, could you imagine like background if, like, check? Yeah. yeah. Cause like what you just said, they could release Pikachu and now he's like floating and flying down New York city, <laughs> like attacking buildings and everything about to, you know, run into the Chrysler building or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's uh quick fire questions from uh, our friend, pastor Joda. Thanks so much for those. If you've got quick fire questions, be sure to send them into the show at show at countrysquireradio.com. By the way, if you want to keep up with us throughout the week, you can, of course, follow all of our social media and personal information over at countrysquireradio.com is the place to do it. Uh, that's got all the good stuff there. Man, we are whew, next week, man, is our Dear Santa Claus episode. I'm really looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, I know, right? Yep. Yeah. Be fun. Like it's, you know, the funny thing is, man, I just want to make mention of this. And I'm sure I'll make mention of next week as well when we record. But I think it's just something... It's just something to kind of reflect on. We've been doing this show for many years now, and that means that every single year, every single Christmas is marked by you and me spending some one-on-one time together. And and through all the chaos of like babies and kids and spouses and the shop and businesses and everything else, it's been a consistent for like the last uh, several years. And I just, I want you to know, man, I really appreciate you, brother. Man, I I feel the same way, dude. I I look forward to it every year and it's, um, you know, something we just, um, it's, it's a baseline. It's something that's something that holds steady in the midst of all the insanity. So, um, yep. It's good to be here with you. Well, keep the eggnog uh, handy because we will uh, definitely be enjoying it next week. Uh, But until then, Hey, let's go have a day. See you, brother.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.